amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Inside the Birds is back. What's up, everyone? Adam Kaplan, Jeff Mosher here, bringing it as we always do a couple of days before game time. And we've got the Eagles going out to Minnesota, 3-2 and two team versus 3-2 and two team. And Adam, before we even get into the breakdown on Inside the Birds here, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't kind of refer to this as more than just a 3-2 and two team versus a 3-2 and two team. You have a situation here where the Eagles are about to start a three-game road trip against three teams that are currently all above 500, and then that's preceded by three home games against three teams that are currently above 500. I think they come home, they play the Bears, the Patriots, and then the Seahawks, and then they start this trip against Minnesota before they move on to Dallas, always a big game, and then the Bills. So what a six-game stretch this is going to be for the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's funny when you, when you look at those games, I think if we're being objective here, if they could go four and two in those six, mm-hmm. I mean, they got to feel pretty good because then after these, the murderers row, the hardest schedule, I, I, I was, uh, I was killing some time yesterday. I, I took a half an hour off. I was just playing around with schedules of all 30 teams and it's, it's not even close over the six games. Eagles have the toughest schedule, in the NFL, but then they get rewarded. If somehow they survive and go forward two or better, they're at the Dolphins. They're home against the Giants. They're at the Redskins for three. So uh, then, then, then they get the uh, bottom feeder. So let's see what happens. It's it's a very difficult schedule. No, you make a great point. If the Eagles go 500 in this six-game stint against, as you called it, Murderer's Row, if they go three and three, they would eventually come out of it as, I guess, uh, six and five. And I know that that would not be acceptable for a lot of fans. I think there would be a lot of negativity given how – People thought this would be an 11, 12, 13 win team going into guess the what? year. But you yeah, know but what? what? Six though, and Jeff? five. If you survive, winning record, you could finish really strong. I don't think it would be the worst thing for this team. No, but right. And then let's say, let's say, okay, I wasn't thinking six and five, but if let's say they're going by what you just said, six and five. At Miami win, home against the Giants win, at Washington win. Mm-hmm. If they do that, then they're nine and five. The last two are at home against the Cowboys and at the Giants. So worse, they ought to go 10 and six this season. I think everyone listening who are Eagle fans, I know we have some Viking fans uh, listening because I was on my friend Paul Allen's show, The Voice of the Vikings, earlier this week, and he did a good job of promoting the show, so we'll probably hear that. Oh, great. Plus, Viking fans Viking fans are going to want to have intel on uh, the Eagles, so we'll, uh, we'll shout out to those guys. It's uh, Let's get into the matchups, Jeff. This, yeah, is, uh, this is a very difficult game. It's indoors, so you don't have to worry about weather. Nope. It's a team that last year when the Vikings came in, Kirk Cousins was unbelievable. Now, the one big difference is John D. Filippo is not there. He's not the OC. It's uh, Kevin Stefanski. Huge difference. Kevin, yeah, right. Exactly. Total different because John's more, more pass happy. 
and Kevin want has to go by what Mike Zimmer, the head coach, wants, and they've been they they over they've been overrunning the ball. The pass run ratio was the the other than the the Seahawks the highest towards the run. And and look, it's going to be most weeks. One team source said that uh, the plan was somewhere around fifty five to fifty six percent pass each game, and that's a little bit lower than the average. But the fact of the matter is they're well below the average. And what's happened here is they are going to play – they're going to play to their, their run game, and you can't blame them. You and I, have, we, we talked in our last show about Dalvin Cook briefly because we know we had to preview this. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a challenge. When we, look at, when we look at the matchups this week, in terms of the Vikings, who they have to stop, it's the arrow is on Dalvin Cook for the Eagles. Yeah, so we'll start with Eagles defense versus Viking offense. And there's there's going to be two words that I'm going to preach throughout this podcast, Adam, that are going to apply to both the offensive side and the defensive side. Uh, the first word is patience, and the second word is discipline. So you mentioned Dalvin Cook, and it's really a combination of things, right? It's Dalvin and how good of a running back he is, and then the overall philosophy that you just talked about with Stefanski and Rick Dennison there and the, the Kubiak approach of – outside zone him to death, run the ball uh, in a specific way. We've seen it with Shanahan. Uh, You see it with Kyle out in San Francisco. They love the outside zone stretch runs. And when you talk to people around the league and just watching tape, there's this is the type of blocking scheme where you have your entire offensive line moving the same way, either right or left, as you had tried to have the running back bounce it either to the outside or cut inside. And as a defensive lineman, it can be frustrating, right, because – your natural tendency, especially in a Jim Schwartz defense, is to want to get upfield as fast as possible. But if you shoot gaps against an outside zone, if you try to penetrate inside, you leave your gap unoccupied, and that is the absolute perfect cutback lane for any running back, especially one as good as Dalvin Cook. And this is kind of what they try to lull you into doing. Shoot that gap, get impatient, try to abandon your gap, because your linebacker is not going to fill that gap. He's going with the flow of the entire run. He's either going way to the left or way to the right, depending on the run. So when you leave that gap as a lineman, that's just an open door for the running back to take it. And so that's why I say patience and deliver. You have to be patient against this type of running style. You know, so from covering the teams that run around the zone stretch uh, or just stretch plays, I remember Peyton Manning and Edger and James. This is what made Edger and James so great. Oh, yeah. The Colts were missed. The, 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 it was just funny. I, w- I would go to NFL Films and watch tape with Ron Jaworski and Greg Hosell, and they they introduced me to the stretch play. And this was what Peyton Manning made famous with James. And although I don't think James is all a famer, that that to me was what made him great when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see that they're great at it. Oh my God, Dalvin Cook. You know, the first two years he was banged up. He missed too much time. Had the ACL injury, and then last year he he had recurring hamstring problems. Knock on wood for them. He's he stays healthy. He's having a breakout season with five touchdowns. Jeff, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they're babying him. He's getting a ton of carries. 5.9 yards per carry. Are you kidding me? That's uh, unbelievable. It's, so it, yeah. the, the commitment to the run is working, Jeff. It, and it shouldn't be surprising when you have that kind of running style, which is conducive to getting big yards, and then that kind of a running back. We've seen lesser running backs really succeed in that style of zone-blocking offense. Uh, Alfred Morris with Mike Shanahan, C.J. Anderson yeah. out in Denver. So when you actually put – a real weapon like Dalvin Cook behind that kind of blocking scheme, obviously you get those great results. What I do wonder, though, is the sustainability of it, A, against a team like the Eagles who have a very good run defense, 
And B, Dalvin Cook, the one knock against him is that he couldn't stay healthy in college. He couldn't stay healthy earlier in his NFL career. He has stayed healthy this year, but the way they're using him, and look, their, their backup running back, Madison, is really good too. Uh, not as good as Dalvin Cook, but he's got big numbers. But you wonder if they can continue to, to run at this rate and keep Dalvin Cook healthy for 16 games and more. Yeah, it's a good question. And Madison, I, I, I in talking to Stefanski at training camp, he told me that, first of all, he's unbelievably smart. He picked up their blocking scheme and his assignments really well. For a guy as big as he's, he's a big, bulky back, he's got really good hands, runs with very good vision. And Amir, Amir Abdullah, you might remember him, the former second-round pick of the Lions, is oh, their yeah. third back. Uh, they do use it. They do they do use a uh, a fullback in CJ Ham. I, I, not many teams use him, but the big obviously the big challenge here is not only Cook, who's a great running back, and the Eagles have the NFL's best run defense, but is is can they get after Cousins? Because with Thielen and Diggs, and boy, did they get them last year? Was it you? Were, I think you were the one who told me this. Didn't Thielen go off against them last year? Uh, yes, Philly? he did. He had I believe nine catches for 118 yards and a touchdown. I have it written down, and I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. But, yeah, he's he's he was fantastic. And a lot of those – he had a, two really big gains against Jalen Mills that came on blitzes. And so that's kind of an interesting mm. side story mm. here. Jim Schwartz has been blitzing more. Uh, but I would say Rasul Douglas is playing better right now than any Eagles cornerback played at this point last year. So Jim may want to dial it up a little bit more, or he may see a team that's running so much and a quarterback who really doesn't have a good rhythm about him and say, you know what, I'm just going to rely on the front four for this game. In fact, the more I think about it, I feel like that'll be the Jim Schwartz that we see on Sunday, the one who's going to decide to not be as aggressive unless the Vikings do a little bit of an about face and try to throw the ball more than they pass the ball here. All right, so let, that's you brought up so much stuff to unpack quickly. Mm-hmm. So we we don't want to spend an hour on this, but I mean, I guess I have to respond to that. I, that surprises me. You think they'll do that now? The same. You think they're going to blitz more? Well, uh, not more, but here's the problem: if you don't blitz Cousins, because when you make him think out there, that's when he struggles. Mm-hmm. And I know last year, I mean, DeFilippo, for Christ's sake, he called it. He called you. I'll never forget this. I'm at the game, sitting in the press box. He's a look. He's an aggressive play caller. He they had the ball at their own goal line. They throw a bomb from their own goal line. Like that's not going to happen under this 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 regime here. By the way, that's They're one of the big plays to feel in that came against the blitz. I remember. Yes, that. Yeah. that you're right. You and I were there, and and, and that's not going to happen here. So. I think you got to be careful if they're if they're not going to be aggressive against Cousins. That's when he could hurt you. He he had a game early in his career, and I think it might have been in 2013. It was uh, 2013 or 2014. It was Falls versus Cousins when Cousins was with the Redskins. Mm-hmm. He threw. He must have thrown for like 400 yards. I'm, I'm guessing offhand how many of the yardage, how much yardage he put up. Right. But if you don't pressure this guy, I, I'm not so sure that they'll get the four the, the four man pressure at home. Now I would also tell you, Jeff, the Vikings offensive line is is still very average at best. They've upgraded with Garrett Bradbury, the rookie uh, first round pick center. They moved the center Pat Elfline, who's really talented to guard. They've been very up and down, the both of them. Um, they were much better against a bad giant defense last week. As a matter of fact, their pass protection has, up to last week has been very poor, I'm told, based on tape study from one of my personnel sources. And Another reason why your, they're running question, so much. Right, right, right. But here's my question to responding to what you said a mo- moment ago. Do you, do you blitz 
certain areas where you could go home because the Eagles, by the way, they're a big run blitz team. That's a, another thing I wanted to add from one of my sources uh, from the our last show. Mm-hmm. That's why they're so great against the run. But do you because do you blitz and nickel because you know you could win versus Bradbury or Elfline because they they've been very inconsistent. Josh Klein, by the way, is not a very good athlete. The right guard, right, who came over from Tennessee, and that's certainly the matchup that I think that they can win really easily. That center left right. guard matchup against Fletcher Cox against Brandon Graham and nickel. Is a, is a reason why I think that they're not going to have to blitz as much, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see if the Eagles can get to the quarterback with a four-man rush. I think, though, I look forward to seeing that. I, yeah. I do, too. I think a big storyline that will be taking place in this game is, you know, the, if the Vikings are going to try to establish the run the same way they have against good teams so far this year, you're probably going to see a lot of three linebacker formations from the Eagles, at least on first and maybe first and second down. I think this is going to be a big game for Zach Brown who's one of your, you know, obviously Nigel's always on the field, but Zach Brown is your run-stopping linebacker. And it'll be interesting to see at weak side if Camus Grugier-Hill is in there a little bit more than normal or if they continue to kind of balance between Grugier-Hill and Nate Gary. Gary, to me, is better in coverage. I think that's that we've seen that. Uh, Camus is a little bit more of a well-rounded guy, and he got started to get his legs under him in the Jets game, and we'll see if he's ready uh, with that, as he still comes back from that grade three MCL sprain that you reported uh, many weeks ago, we'll see if he's ready to get a bigger workload. This is the type of game where you'd want to use him. Yeah, the you know Camus though, Jeff. We shouldn't mention he's not playing a ton of snaps, and th- th- right. this is what I expect early on because coming back from a complete tear of the medial medial collateral ligament, they don't need surgery. Mm-hmm. But you, you're not when you come back, you'll not be yourself. I remember Evan Mathis telling me he had it and he came back a little bit earlier than he expected to. And he was in pain when he played. And Camus, to his credit, he did do what he said. He said, I'm coming back early. And he did. But he only played 34% of the snaps where Nate Gary outsnapped him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of the other defensive players did. So he clearly is not back yet. But as you said, maybe he plays a little bit more because they're going to – you said it a couple of minutes ago. When you run the zone stretch, the discipline has got to be there. And I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because the tape will show this. Some of these, so many of these teams that play the Vikings, I'm told, they get they get out of their gaps, and the, the gap integrity has been bad against Cook. And if you don't do that, if you, if you do that, if you're out of your gap integrity, you're going to get smoked. And you, you made a really good point there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in the back end, I think, you know, if if we're not, I, Rasul Douglas has played well. I think we've gotten into that already. So to me, you're probably going to see Rasul matched up against Thielen as much as possible. Really, the the what we should focus in on, and the question mark we should have is Stephon Diggs, who's had a very up-and-down year and has not been happy about his role in the offense, he's going to be matched up most likely against Sidney Jones until Sidney Jones can't go, and then it might have to be Craig James or Orlando Skandrick, whatever. That's a good matchup for the Vikings if Kirk Cousins has time to throw the ball. So to me, I think we have to talk about this in this pod, Doug Peterson laid the gauntlet down earlier this oh, week. Yeah. He he basically said, Sidney you got to learn to play through injuries. Uh, we, we get it. Hamstrings are tough, but amazingly, you're back on the field for the next game. No, It's put up or shut up time for Sidney Jones. <laughs> I think it's fair. I, I love, and I, I, I could just explain what I, you know, I, people probably saw what I said on Twitter about, um, you know, I was, I thought it was, I thought Doug was being responsible because he has a gravitas. Look, you win a Super Bowl, you can pretty much do what you want with your players. He, he no, There's no coach in the NFL that knows his players better than he does. Mm-hmm. And he called him out in his own way. I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm really happy he did that because his teammates are sacrificing their bodies. They're, they're guys who are playing with pretty significant injuries or, or coming back, I mean, from pretty significant injuries. 
for Christ's sake, Brandon Brooks is coming back from a torn Achilles. Okay. Right. This guy gets. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Puts himself out there. Uh, in Deshaun Jackson decided not to have surgery. He's going to get out there relatively soon. Mm-hmm. These guys, there's so many guys playing hurt here. Uh, they're not themselves, but they're giving it up for their teammates. You got to get out there. I'm not a cheerleader for any particular team. I just love. I, I have a deep respect, as you do, for NFL players. That's right. And when players who are not seriously injured or, or have an injury that they should be out there for, I wish more coaches would call them their players out like Doug did. He did it. And he by, did it respectfully way, and professionally, correct? Thank you. Yes, yeah, so yeah. that's what I was going to say. Very respectfully. That's the way you do it. I'm very surprised more uh, teams don't do it. So what he has is, as he explained to me, is a very minor hamstring strain, Sidney Jones, okay? Mm-hmm. Whatever, what, whatever you want to call it. He, this is something you absolutely could play for, and let me tell you something. If he put, if he if he gets beat, and he grabs his hamstring, it's a bad I sign. Mean, you, yeah. you can't have that. Yeah, you just it's can't a bad have sign. To suck it up. You got beat to suck it up. Yeah, put up or shut up time for Sidney Jones. All right, let's reverse the field here. Eagles offense versus Vikings defense, and I'm going to repeat again something someone a scout from the NFC North who sees the Vikings a lot told me is that you've got to be patient against this defense they have a very formidable front four I mean the Eagles have played the Vikings for four straight years now so we're not breaking any news on that the biggest thing against the Vikings is uh, the source said to me is you cannot play behind the sticks that was a phrase we heard from Doug Peterson coming out of the Jets game even though they won he said too often we were committing penalties or doing things that were putting us behind the sticks you can't be behind the sticks against the Vikings on the road with that front four waiting to tee off on you Front six, seven, I should say, because the linebackers, you know, they blitz their linebackers. Mike Zimmer is the godfather of the double A gap blitz. Yeah, although I don't, I, I think he he's kind of moved away from that. He's not doing it as much. I mean, you may see some of it, but that that is fair. That's pre, true. Right, their pre snap disguise is really good with their defensive backs. Now, the big changes that they're having now on defense and for the folks when they're watching, Mike Hughes, a former first round pick, who's come back from a torn ACL, and he's now a part of their nickel package, okay? He's, when they go to three corners, he's in there. It's Waynes, it's Rhodes on the outside. Hughes comes in. Um, 
it's going to be hard to run against him. Linval Joseph is one of the best nose tackles in the league. The Eagles know him very, very well. Shamar Stefan, a former seventh round pick who was who was with the Seahawks last year. Mm-hmm. He's back. He's now a starter. Um, they're, they're not, they're not other than our Kendricks, Michael's younger brother. They're not great at linebacker. Uh, they play Anthony Barr is okay, but we can get into that because I think Anthony Barr, yeah. as I was told, can be very overrated at times, especially in coverage. Yeah. I mean, he, look, he's paid, he's, he's played, paid very, very well. Mm-hmm. Not a bad player. He can, he could, you know, what he's not doing, he's not the pass rusher that he once was. Right. Um, but the Eagles are going to have some advantages here. Now, one thing they got to do, Goddard can't just be a right tackle. Basically, is what he's playing. He's just an extra blocker. You got to get start. You got to get him out there. I, I don't quite understand why he's not catching passes. I I get earlier it's because of the, the calf. Well, guess what? Last two weeks, not listed with the calf injury. Right. They and need th- to get him involved in the passing game, Jeff. Th- this is the week I think that Doug has to be a little bit more hawkish with with Carson and explain to him about the patient approach and that the matchups that Carson will have that are favorable that aren't going to be thirty yards down the field, but will be. 10 to 15 to 20 yards on the field. You nailed it on the head. Uh, the, the source I spoke to said he would expect Doug to play a lot of 12 personnel to try to run out of it and then maybe hurry it up a little bit and pass out of it and get Goddard and Ertz both matched up because those linebackers are fast, they're athletic, but they're not great coverage linebackers, especially Barr. And you can get one of those two guys up against Barr. You can make, you can make the chains move. And, again, it doesn't have to be a 50-yard pass. It could just be – uh, a shallow cross, a shallow dig. You can get routes for Ertz and routes for Goddard open um, and and advantageously, and that's really where Carson's going to have to look this week. It can't be, you know, we talked about Cowboy Carson and not taking that that mediocre route or intermediary intermediary route. I think he's got to do that in this game Sunday. Check it down. The the big criticism on it, and the tape showed it. It it, it backed up what I'd seen in the, in the press box. Yep. For my personnel sources, if it, the checkdown's there, take it, get a positive yard. Get if it's four yards, great. You don't take a negative play by getting sacked. Or the other thing is, Jeff, I know you touched it in passing. Do not take unnecessary contact. If people have brought up on talk radio here in Philly, and they're right that Carson had a couple plays where he got his one where he got his body bent back. There's just no reason for it. If if you're playing with a little bit better time and get rid of it, that's why I didn't think Carson was as sharp. Uh, they, they did run the ball well. Let's get to the run game quickly here. Mm-hmm. Jeff, with, with the and it's very clear Jordan Howard's going to be their guy going forward, at least for now. But here's my question, and we've seen this happen with Doug. When he does commit to one guy, sometimes he loses patience, and then he's like, you know what, it's not working, let's go to the next guy. I mean, that that's the question. Now, you said they got to stay ahead of the sticks. Are they going to go to the speed package with, with um, Sanders if they get behind? That, that's a good question. I'd actually like to see them use Sanders um, to try to get ahead, as they've done you know, the last few weeks, get him involved in the passing game. I just mentioned that these linebackers can be exploited in coverage, and the Eagles have a good enough offensive line to hold up for Carson for a little bit, get Miles Sanders out there. Look, I would love to see the pony package come back, and that's Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders both out there. Then you flex Miles into the slot while they have three linebackers out there in their base defense, and then you try to get someone isolated on the pass, in the passing game there. I think we talked about Doug's lack of creativity with pre-snap motion, but Mm -hmm. I think one thing Doug does do well is mixing up formations to try to get the same result from a different set of packages or even a different alignment. And that's one thing I do well, he does well, and I expect to see coming up. Yeah. In fact, that's the beauty of 2017 with the multi-formational that that he, 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 he runs literally the same form, the same play, but with a different formation. 
And it's like no one picked up on it. And it's it's amazing how well he does that. Uh, I think if you're going to beat one guy we need to mention, because every personal guy I talked to about the when we talked Vikings benches, Daniel Hunter, the third round pick out of 15, the DN number 99. Yeah, I like him. He's, He's a unbelievably, good player. He is so long. His arms like seemingly never end. He's long and fast. And then Everson Griffin is really, by the way, he's revived his career with the struggles he had last year. Mm-hmm. He's playing well. Um, ben Gideon is their weak side linebacker. Now, he he doesn't play a whole ton. Because uh, in nickel, uh, you, you're going to see Kendricks in there. Uh, you might see Barr in there. You might sometimes see Gideon in there. It just depends on the matchups. Mm-hmm. But I'll be also, one more thing before we end the defensive talk. They got Harrison Smith two years ago in the championship game. They, they found something on tape, and they got him. Right. They didn't get him much last season. Now, Carson wasn't himself. He wasn't healthy. But this year, Carson's healthy. If they protect Jeff, um, I think they'll be able to get some plays. But this is not a defense, Jeff, realistically, that you're going to score a ton of points against. Agree. Last thing I want to add on the corners, Trey Waynes and Xavier Rhodes. Good corners. My personnel source tells me that the one thing about them, though, is they're both very grabby. Uh, they play that physical brand that Zimmer likes. If Carson has the opportunity to throw it up to Alshon in a way that Nick Foles used to do where you give him the jump ball, there's a good chance you can go out draw contact. Uh, neither of them are great playmaker in corners. Uh, they're, they're good. They're better in coverage than they are at, say, picking the ball off and making something happen. So there could be some good downfield presence there if Carson trusts Alshon to kind of go up and make a play, which we really haven't seen much of this year. Obviously, Alshon was hurt a little bit, so maybe we'll see that. Sunday. Uh, before we move on, Adam, wanna, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the spread, the total, and some fantasy start and sit them players. I want to take one quick second to tell everybody about Anchor. Hey, it's Jeff Mosher. Adam Kaplan and I love using Anchor for our Inside the Birds podcast every week. It's so user-friendly, anyone can create their own podcast, and you should too. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast for a professional sound, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. All right, so, Adam, the spread here is Eagles are getting three on the road against the Vikings. The total is 44. That's kind of a low total for some teams that have uh, – there's a lot of firepower on the field, but, again, the styles that, that both teams are playing right now, maybe 44 is, is just about right. But what do you think about the Eagles getting three? I actually – I all right, so we should, should we give a game prediction here? Yeah, we'll do that. But I just want – yeah, right. yeah. You want to fudge it all yeah, in? Go yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, I like them here. Uh, I think they will win the game outright. I think it's because of the micromanaging of this offense. If if I'm Stefanski and Zimmer, if they don't, it's funny. I and I nailed this one last year when the Eagles went to L.A. Mm-hmm. I said if Sean McVay comes out trying to run the football, the Rams will lose the game to the Eagles. It's exactly what he did. If I'm facing the secondary, I'm coming out throwing, and I'm not going to throw them. I'm not going to stop throwing. Now I'll get I'll get Cook involved in the run game, uh, pass game, because as we said on Wednesday's show. I don't know why teams are not challenging those Eagles linebackers. They're not very fast, right. other than Gary. Right. I go after their linebackers, but I, 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 I seem I, I'm a, I have a high trust level in Doug Peterson to look at what he's not doing well enough and to, and to fix it and change it and correct. I'm expecting him to to get Goddard more involved. It's not going to be a high scoring game, but I expect them 
to handle the pressure and to handle playing inside there. It's very loud. Hey, they did win the Super Bowl there, by the way. I, I expect them to handle it, and I expect them to, to, to find a way to win this game. Maybe ugly at times, uh, but I, I expect them to find a way to win because I, I don't know if the Vikings are, are capable of, of thinking outside the box, which is really not thinking outside the box. Throw the goddamn ball. Go after <laughs> these Eagles corners. And you win the game, but I just don't think they'll do that. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I, I look at this and I see, you know, the teams that the Vikings have beat, the Falcons at home, the Falcons are terrible this year. Uh, they beat the Raiders, who are surprisingly 3-2. and two. Uh, That was at home. But, you know, they lost badly to the Vikings, 21-16, didn't score any points. Scored no points against the Bears in a loss, 16-6. to And then they went and beat the Giants last week, 28-10. to And I, don't, I didn't think that the Giants were going to win that game. The Giants are very banged up and they're not very good. So... This will be one of their more formidable teams that they have to play. Granted, they're at home, but I agree with you. The style of football they're playing right now, to me, is not conducive to beating the Eagles. The Eagles are very good against the run, and I just don't – I guess I don't have the faith that they're going to test the Eagles' corners like I think they should. So I also think the the Eagles are going to win. I have 26-21. 26-21, you said? I have 26-21. I'm going 23-20 Eagles. 23-20. 23-20. Jake in a Jake, uh, a Jake field goal at the end there. Um, Jake Elliott, he's been, he's been, they're not kicking a ton of field goals this season, but mm-hmm. you're inside. I think he'll get the job done. And they also have to, the key to this for, for the, if the Eagles don't win, here's what I think they'll, if they lose, I think it's going to come down to left tackle. Jason Peters not playing great. I think that that's one. And we mentioned on the last podcast, our last show, the Eagles really struggled with Steve uh, McClendon and um, and what Leonard Williams on the inside. Kelsey Kelsey sometimes struggles a little bit with uh, guys who are st- big and strong. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a big week for him. He's a tremendous football player, but uh, they did not handle uh, the, the the power of the Jets front. And believe it or not, the Jets, Jets actually play pretty good defense. Right. Uh, I expect the corrections to be made and I, I, for the Eagles to find a way to win. All right, well, the money line on this game for the Eagles is plus 148. So if you want to listen to Adam and I and you think the Eagles are going to win outright, take them in the money line and get your uh, extra value for your dollar. Uh, a little fantasy stardom, sit em. Adam, I'm going to pull out a, a, an obvious stardom anyway, but Zach Ertz in his last two games against the Vikings has 18 catches for 203 yards and a touchdown. Wow. That's last wow. year's game and then the NFC Championship game. He was 10 for 110 and a touchdown last year and 8 for 93 in the uh, in the NFC Championship game against him. So Zach Ertz is a definite play. He is every week anyway, but I know some people this year have said, well, the numbers are down and he only has one touchdown. Don't be, if he, don't be afraid to start him this week. He's going to have a good game. So, by the way, a little nugget. Do you know the last year, the first time he scores in week five? Well, this year, same thing. His first touchdown came in week five. Look, I told people in my fantasy show on series, Jeff, Channel 87, that his, his stats are going to be way down this season mm-hmm. because they're going to spread the ball around more. And, uh, you know, obviously, Deshaun Jackson being there, if he, had he not suffered his injury, that was going to be more of a factor. And I expected Jeffrey to be more of a factor than he was last season. That's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, without D. Jackson, we know that Wentz and Ertz have a very good chemistry. It's probably going to pick the volume is probably going to pick up a, at, least, at least a little bit. But the, the thing that I thought Zach would lose touchdowns is because of Goddard. And we already saw that when Goddard scored. Mm-hmm. Goddard's got to be a factor before we get out of here. Goddard's got to be more of a factor, not just as an extra blocker. This is not what they wanted this season. Mm-hmm. They wanted him to have a breakout season as a pass catcher because he's such a great blocker, by the way. I get it. 
Yep. But get this guy involved in the pass game. Look, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put all in because I was going to say it anyway. If you have a flex position, you're wondering whether you go with a running back, wide receiver, tight end, you're looking for the matchups. I like Goddard this week. I like him to have a really? touchdown. I like him to have wow. at least 40 to 50 yards, maybe three or four catches, which can get wow. you some good points in a PPR out of a flex position, not t- tight end one, but a flex. And you're di- you know, you got a couple of guys you don't know. I, I definitely like Dallas Goddard this week. I was going to mention him as a dark horse flex option. So I'm glad you brought that up. And I do believe that mm. they will get him involved. So, and obviously you and I both have mentioned Jordan Howard. We think he's going to be the lead back. He could be a good RB2 or flex option as well. Uh, that is going to do it for this week's, uh, or this Friday's, I should say, Inside the Birds preview for the Sunday game between the Eagles and Vikings. As always, we want to thank our affiliate partners, uh, 97.3 ESPN in South Jersey. You can hear Adam Kaplan's segment every Wednesday at 3 o'clock on with myself, Mike Gill, and Ryan Rothstein on the Sports Bash from 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock. And, of course, you can get Mays and Shander from noon to 2 every Monday and Friday. Download the mobile app at 97.3 ESPN. You can listen to us wherever you are if you've got the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. So make sure you download it. It's free. And also want to thank Philadelphia Sports Nation at phlsportsnation.com doing a great job enhancing the fans cover the, the coverage for the fans man you, they cover the Flyers the Sixers the Eagles and certainly they'll be on top of the Phillies and their move of finding a new manager after firing Gabe Kapler so make sure you check them out at phlsportsnation.com next time you will hear from me and Adam will be after the game on Sunday uh, shortly after we'll do our Every week, our customary uh, post-game pod, and um, we'll probably have some announcements when we come back and do that. So uh, for Adam Kaplan, I'm Jeff Mosher, and as always, we thank you for flying with us inside the birds. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.